AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years, and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Brought to you by Toyota. Let's go places. Welcome to Forward Thinking. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Forward Thinking, the podcast that looks at the future and says, I am he as you are he as you are me, and we are all together. I'm Jonathan Strickland. And I'm Joe McCormick. And uh, Lauren is not with us today. Uh, she is off today. We're recording without her, but don't worry. She'll be back for future episodes. And today we wanted to talk about, well, you know, we've, we've started a couple of episodes talking about movies, and I had one I wanted to tell you about. Well, movies have... All the best ideas about the future, right? Yeah, well, often you get movies that are science fiction where people are, you know, they have to think about the future. That's kind of what the whole environment of the film is set in. So yeah. I wanted to talk about a great movie, Parts the Clonus Horror. Oh, Parts the Clonus Horror. Which, one, uh, of, uh, one of those wonderful films featured on Mystery Science Theater 3000. And I, I full disclosure, that's how I first saw Parts the Clonus Horror was the MST3K uh, riffing of that film. 
But the premise of that film was uh, one of those science fiction horror premises that you can you can easily imagine. I mean, there's as technology has developed over time, there certain ethical questions have arisen. Things like you know, should we give robots rights? We talked about that in a previous episode. Well, yeah. parts of the Clonus horror took a different approach. It said, let's assume that we perfect cloning, uh-huh. so we can make perfect clone copies of. Uh, other creatures to the point where we can even age them appropriately so that they are of a particular size. Say to uh, be like attractive actors from the 1970s in Southern California. You're being really generous with attractive, but yes. So, uh, and, but anyway, the, uh, the purpose of this would not be so that we could, you know, copy the the best and brightest so that we have twice as many of them. Not like that. No, the idea is more about wealthy and powerful people wanting to have a kind of a, a, a life insurance policy where if they <laughs> if they need a new organ, they can just harvest one from their clone because they'll be identical uh, to the person who needs the donation. You know, it just all comes back to organ harvesting. Yeah, it just That's comes, just it comes all, down to organ all harvesting. All roads lead to stealing people's organs yeah, when it gets to the future. Yeah, you, these poor clones waking up in a bathtub somewhere and, and it's full of ice and on, written on the mirror is <clears throat> go to a doctor. Well, I think the, the, I don't recall exactly. I think the movie implies that they are just kaput. Yeah, they're, no, they're, they're, they're harvested for whatever parts are needed and then they're destroyed. And, um, uh, although in the movie, in, Within the the uh, the Clonus community in the movie, they call it going to America. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Yeah. And and also, the general public in the film is unaware of this this entire program. It's oh, something okay. that only the very rich and powerful have access to. So it's another it's a social divide, as well as a horror story because it's the idea of this this elite cast of people who are very wealthy or very politically uh, influential uh, have access to well, it. Well, yeah, there are different kinds of, uh, of negative future depictions, right? There's the conspiracy depiction versus right. the dystopian and depiction. Both of them are in this this particular film. So not necessarily executed perfectly. Uh, uh, but it, what's also interesting is that, you know, in 2005, a movie came out called The Island. And, uh, didn't see it. It didn't see it either. It had Ewan McGregor in it and Scarlett Johansson. Okay. But, um, anyway, so the film came out. I remember seeing the preview for the movie. And as soon as I saw the preview, I thought, huh, this looks like it's an organ harvesting clone story. <laughs> A lot like Clonus, uh, the, the, you know, our parts, the Clonus, clonus the parts part, horror. Part, yeah, exactly. I'm just going <laughs> to horror Clonus parts, uh, parts, the Clonus horror. And I thought, wow, it seems really similar. And I was not the only one. The producers of parts, the Clonus horror ended up suing DreamWorks, which was the studio Ooh. behind the island. Uh, that eventually settled out of court. So uh, I was not the only person to think that it was a very similar premise. So this kind of uh, le- leads us to a discussion about yeah, is cloning. The, is this the future? Yeah. Just straight up, John. No, it's Are not Are we going to harvest organs It makes no sense. Clones? No, no, because there are better ways. But let's let's talk about what cloning is and why we wouldn't have a community of replicas of ourselves so that we could just go in and, and we keep them nice and stupid. Okay. Uh, well, let me say what I think cloning is based on the movies. Okay. It's where you go into a big room full of machines that go bleep, bleep, boop. Yep, yep. And they scan you. Right, of course. And so they like like a like a laser kind of thing moves over your body. Right. And then there's a machine next to you that looks like a big like meat freezer. Yeah. And then the door opens and a copy of you steps out of it that's the same age you are and looks just like you. And then there's and all then the steam. 
then it tries to steal your identity and you're locked into a struggle to the death with your evil twin. Uh, you know, so um, is that basically correct? That is basically as wrong as it possibly could be. Yeah. It turns out cloning is not anything like that. So what does cloning actually mean to a scientist? There are three different types of cloning to a scientist. Okay. So you've got, uh, you've got embryo cloning which is essentially that's what happens in nature when we see people who are twins, identical twins or, or triplets or any any variation thereof. That's embryonic cloning. That's just the natural level oh, okay. of cloning. So in other words, what happens with that case is that you have an embryo that forms. Some cells may split off from that embryo and form another viable embryo. Both of them end up growing into babies and are eventually born. Twins are essentially clones. They are genetically identical. They have the same DNA. You know, something that's interesting, though, is that uh, even monozygotic twins who are copied from exactly the same chromosomes don't end up exactly the same. That's true. That's true. That Which kind of tells you that there are lots of different factors that go into determining what makes a person a person. It's yeah. not just your DNA. Uh, also, you could argue it's not just your environment. It's a much more complex issue, right? Yeah. So that's that's the first one. Then there's reproductive cloning. Now, reproductive cloning means you're trying to reproduce a particular organism. So, Joe, if I took... Like, like a whole organism. Yeah, like you. Like if I wanted to clone you, that would be reproductive cloning. I would end up taking one of your cells and I would remove the nucleus from that cell and I would... By that time, the pain has already passed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's the somatic cell. I would take a somatic cell from your body. I would take the nucleus out of the somatic cell. I would take an egg cell where the nucleus had already been removed. I would implant the egg cell with the nucleus of the somatic cell I took from you. Oh. And then I would stimulate the egg cell so that it would end up developing into an embryo, which would eventually uh, be implanted into some sort of uh, gestation surrogate. So a woman who'd be willing to carry a baby uh, to term, the baby would be born, and that would be the clone of you, Joe. So you don't step out of like a, a freezer full of dried ice. No, like, that would not happen. You you are literally born just yes. like other organisms are born. Well, yeah, the clone would be born just like any other organism. Now, although there are definitely some uh, issues, which we'll we'll chat about as well. But I, I can go ahead and go into a little bit of it. Uh, ten, turns out that most clones tend to have a, a shorter lifespan than the uh, animal that they were cloned from and also they tend to be prone to genetic uh, issues so it's because they're not you know it's not the same thing as as twins you're taking a nucleus from an adult animal and then uh, or adult organism i guess i should say and then using that to create a new organism there can be some issues that develop out of that where you have some pretty severe genetic problems down the line now i really don't know uh what causes that is that, is that sort of the way that uh, over time as you become an adult you accumulate mutations and genetic like little screw ups that happen to your genes and that's these part cells. of it the fact that telomeres are getting shorter and shorter and mm -hmm. you know they're not uh, regenerating over time there's there are a lot of different reasons why this is a case it's one of the reasons why it's considered to be and a very ethical gray area in science. And most scientists, I think, maybe I shouldn't even say most, many scientists think that reproductive cloning is not a very ethical uh, uh, pursuit. Okay, so reproductive cloning. Yeah. Is this just like an 
uh, you know, let's say what if kind of thing. No, this is something that we've done. Dolly the Sheep. You you heard of Dolly the Sheep? Oh, yeah. Dolly the Sheep was a... a I'm a big fan of Dolly the Dolly, Sheep. Dolly, yeah. Dolly the Sheep was a clone. So we have had uh, evidence of... I mean, the scientists have made clones of organisms, complex organisms. And in fact, cloning is, again, something that we see in the animal world that happens... Like on simple organisms do it themselves, right? Right. When something that we're talking about induced in a laboratory, that we have evidence of that. There aren't that many examples because again, uh, the, there are some ethical issues where we talk about how if the animal that is produced, the clone, has these genetic issues or has a shorter lifespan. Is that fair? Yeah, is it fair? Yeah. Is it, is it, you know, if they're born into, a quality of life that is automatically lower than uh, animals that are just naturally reproducing, then is that kind of, isn't that cruel? And so there are a lot of questions there. And as far as it goes with humans, hasn't been done at all because the ethical questions there are way, way more complicated. And we'll get into some of them because you have to. You have to talk about it when you're talking about cloning. The third type of cloning, and this is the type that would really play into any kind of approach to creating uh, organs for transplants is called therapeutic cloning. That so, sounds real friendly. Therapeutic cloning is, well, <laughs> on the surface, it's friendly in the sense that instead of trying to create a clone of a person, like a reproduction of a person. So instead of me trying to clone you, Joe, and then waiting, you know, 20 years for the clone to grow up enough for you to be able to cut that sucker open and harvest all his juicy organs for yourself. Uh, instead of doing that, I would end up taking, again, a, a somatic cell from you and harvesting the nucleus from that somatic cell, putting it into an egg cell that had been uh, uh, its own nucleus had been removed already, stimulating it just as I would if it were reproductive cloning. But then once it becomes an embryo, it starts to produce stem cells. Okay, and that's where we start getting into the gray ethical area again, because those stem cells, uh, stem cells are cells that haven't differentiated yet. They can differentiate into other types of cells, and cells have different levels of potency. Uh, potency kind of describes how many different types of cells the stem cell could eventually develop into. Right. Um, so, you know, some are very much limited in what they can develop into, and some are have have a much larger spectrum that they can develop into. So pluripotent stem cells, that's the kind that we really want to get because they have the greatest variety of cells they can develop into, which means that from this one sort of basic ingredient, you can make lots of different stuff. They're so, uh, Renaissance cells. Yeah, they can, yeah, they can do all sorts of things. Now, once they differentiate, obviously right, that's yeah. the form they take. They don't transform or anything like heart, take the form of a liver. That doesn't work. <laughs> so, uh, would be great if it did. It would be. So, so working with these stem cells, scientists could end up, uh, uh, manipulating them so that they develop into specific types of tissue. Mm-hmm. And then now that doesn't help you out just immediately either. If I just had a mass of cells that developed into heart tissue but weren't in the shape of a heart, that wouldn't do you any good. Sounds like you'd need some kind of scaffolding. Yeah. You would absolutely need to have some sort of, of scaffolding or, or, you know, some sort of structure to put this material up against so that it forms into the right shape. So it's not just made of the right stuff, but it's in the right shape to do the job it needs to do. So, uh, there are different ways that doctors and engineers are looking into creating that. Sometimes they just will, 
um, kind of build a, a model lung onto some scaffolding. And there's also been some interesting developments in 3D printing. We've talked about that in the past, too. Yeah. Using 3D printers to actually print an organ where it's printing it layer by layer of cells into the right kind of shape so that you end up with this finished organ. The downside is when you get a printer jam, it's the grossest possible yeah, kind. It's not pleasant. No. <laughs> but um so you know, I said it was an ethical gray area, and the reason for that is that when you extract these stem cells, the embryo is no longer viable. Right. All right? So uh if I'm creating a clone of you, Joe, not to reproduce, but to just get so I can get the the kind of cells I need to develop whatever organ I, I want, there's no way for that embryo to become another person right and you've taken its blueprints right and so that's a uh that's you know that's one of those ethical issues there are people who feel that once you reach the embryonic stage then that's human life and to do anything to harm that human life even if you were creating that embryo with the express purpose of being able to develop organs for someone who needs a transplant uh, that is wrong. And so there, you know, and it's definitely a gray area. Well, there's probably, so, there's some middle ground too, right? Sure. It's not just like, uh, you know, either you think that's totally fine or you think that that's equivalent to murder. You might think that like, well, you know, there's some reason to not want to do that if we don't have to. Right. If there's some other approach we can do to, to do this without, uh, having to, uh, to create the potential and then extinguish that potential for human life. Now, what about adult stem cells? Now, adult stem cells have a lot of possibilities. They are uh, the you know you can, that, you can that would mean not from an embryo, right? You can get an adult stem cell from you, you know, like I could I could get adult stem cells from you, Joe, and take some out of my spine. But the the issue there is that adult stem cells tend to not be at, they don't have as much potency. In right. other words, they are more limited in the types of tissues they can become. Uh, there are scientists who are working with them to see if they can expand that. And there's been some promising research on that. So maybe in the future we get around that, that issue and it's not an issue at all anymore, which would be fantastic because now we don't even have to have cloning as part of the picture because this doesn't involve cloning. This involves taking stem cells directly so that you can end up creating whatever, you know, tissue you need. So cloning's out of the picture, which is why I'm not going to talk about it anymore because this is an episode about cloning, Joe. Okay. And I, re- okay. I refuse to be taken off on your non-cloning tangent. Uh, as fascinating <laughs> as, as this. As opposed to the horror, the, the adult stem cell uh, banality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about cloning. There's um, some been some interesting experiments done. There was one that I was reading about where scientists were taking um, mice that had uh, Parkinson's, essentially. You know, they, they had a, a condition that's akin to Parkinson's in people. And they were symptomatic. You know, they, they showed the symptoms of the condition. And the scientists ended up using a cloning technology to create new neuron cells and then ended up uh, surgically implanting those cells into the mice and they started showing signs of recovery. Mm. So there is some uh, some promising evidence that cloning, even if, if we're not talking about creating full organs for organ transplant, could be used to help with some very serious illnesses and conditions that we don't have a full handle on yet. Now, keep in mind, there are other avenues to exploring options to treat these illnesses and conditions like uh, genetic study. Uh, but it's it's always great to see multiple disciplines concentrating on the same problem because you are increasing your chances of getting a solution to that problem. So uh, whether it comes through cloning or genetic modification or even some other avenue, uh, it's good that we have multiple 
ways of coming at this issue. Uh, there are also some other problems that we can talk about. Uh, the, of course, the biggest one is this ethical issue where we've got people disagreeing about, you know, the ethics of using embryos in order to get stem cells to create these organs. One side of the argument is that, look, a lot of people need organ transplants. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's back in, we have this article on how stuff works about using therapeutic cloning for organ transplants. It's a great article. Kristen Conger wrote it. Highly recommend you go and check oh, that out. really good. She, yeah, she, she's a great writer. So, uh, howstuffworks.com, just search therapeutic cloning and it pops right up. It's a really good read. But one of the, the f- facts that she cites is that in 2008, I think it was, there were 99,000 people on a waiting list to get a transplant. Whereas in 2007, the number of actual transplants performed was somewhere around 26,000. So 26,000 people actually got transplants. 99,000 people are on the waiting list. Mm. Clearly, there's a supply and demand problem here, right? We don't have enough organs for the people who need organs. And, uh, you know, some organs obviously can be donated uh, from one living person to another, and both people can remain living. That's great. But there's only a few of those, like, you know, a kidney or doing a partial liver transplant or something like that. But you know, there are other, other organs where that clearly is not an option. So being able to create organs from your same kind of tissue, uh, would be really, really beneficial, obviously. Like if I'm able to create an organ, Joe, from your DNA so that it is as compatible with you as I can possibly make it, then the, uh, the chances of your body rejecting that are decreased significantly. They're never zero. But they are decreased much more than they would be if I just found someone who was a suitable donor. But then, you know, you run the risk of your body rejecting the organ. Right. So that's one reason why cloning is, is at such a, a, a hot area of study because it could go really far to alleviating this problem we have where the number of people who need transplants far outnumber the folk, the, the, the actual supply of organs and out of the organs that are available, there's never a guarantee that that organ is going to be accepted by the the the, the body. So, yeah. uh, being able to address both of those issues at once is is huge. All right, so this is why I say that the uh, the whole parts the clonus horror thing. Yeah, that's is, what I was going to ask you. Is that for real? No, it's totally not real. I mean, why would Wh- you? Why go- would they make that up? Well, I mean, first of all, first of all, the technology wasn't as developed back then. Second of all, science fiction often, I don't know if you get this, Joe, but science fiction often is going to address actual like social and cultural problems and they use science fiction as a vehicle to address them without necessarily worrying about if the science itself is solid. Well, one thing that is worth pointing out is that there's a lot of fear about cloning out there. Sure. There's a lot of people who, um, and I don't necessarily blame them for this like if you don't know a whole lot about it 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 sounds pretty scary well even if you know a lot about it you still sit there and i mean if someone were to come up to you and say this isn't natural it's hard to argue with that although you could point at nature and say look in nature we have examples of cloning you've got very simple organisms that that's how they reproduce you know it's this it's this cloning kind of mechanism but uh, Porting that over to more complex organisms gets a little complicated, even if you were to go so far as to say, look, you, you wouldn't go up to a woman who has twins and say to her, you're a bad mother because what you did was unnatural because it's ludicrous. That's totally not the case. Yeah, it's and totally yet, her right to make that decision to have twins. 
Because <laughs> that's how that works, right, Joe? Yeah. It's a good thing Lauren's not here to correct us, right? Um, anyway, it's, it's, you know. Oh, that's right. You press the twins button. And then- <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's how that works. I don't know. I don't have kids. Um, yeah, the, the, obviously we're having a little fun here, but the, the important part of this is that, yeah, there are people who feel that the, the unnatural element to cloning, uh, is a big problem. It may go against not, you know, not only whatever ethical views they have, but if they have certain religious views, it may go against their religious views. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, you, you can't just, um, I mean, you could, but you shouldn't just discount people's beliefs, uh, when you're, when you're pursuing, uh, you know, solutions. What you have to do is be able to have a conversation about it and really come to an agreement among as many parties as you possibly can on what is and isn't ethical. Well, of course. I mean, science is sort of made of facts, but it lives in a world of values. Exactly. Right. So we have to be able to to balance the that out so that we can make meaningful use of what knowledge we gain. And so in this case, it's one of those things where I think if we are able to get solutions that use adult stem cells to work yeah, as well, definitely. yeah, that then we don't have to worry about the cloning issue at all. Uh, although, of course, there's still people who want to do things like um, open up cloning as a way to let people have uh, the same pet over and over and over again. Although, yeah. as we've already <laughs> discussed, it would not be the same organism. Right. You know, it would never be exactly the same. Even if you got to uh, look. People who like themselves a little bit too much, like they want to have clones of themselves as their children. Uh, I'm a narcissist, but at the same time, I also realize what a jerk I am. And I do not want (laughs) another version of me around. One is enough. I don't want to compete with myself. First of all, that would be exhausting because I'm awesome. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's uh, that would be something. (laughs) But but back to the parts, the clones horror. I mean, ultimately, the reason why that movie wouldn't work is because. There's no purpose to re- do reproductive cloning in order to get organs when you can do therapeutic cloning. It would be therapeutic cloning would be faster. It would be uh, uh, you know it, it would you wouldn't have to wait for your clone to grow up to an age where the organs would actually be useful. You wouldn't have to feed your clone. You wouldn't have to keep your clone sequestered from everybody else so that. Your clone wouldn't realize that you know it's just a, an organ farm and that's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't have the ethical issue of I guess it that idea appeals to people who just gratuitously enjoy murders. Yeah, yeah. I suppose so. Uh, you know, and again, like you're talking about a film that when it was made, therapeutic cloning wasn't really something that people were thinking about. They right. were yeah. they were, you know, if you were talking about clones, you were talking about the whole body, not like, oh, we can just clones. We can clone you so we get some cells so we can grow a heart. That heart would grow. It would just grow inside the body of a, of, an, of a, a human that had all the other organs as well. So, no, that would never happen. Well, I'm excited about the things we're going to learn about cloning in the near future. Yeah, that that should be really learning things like more about you know uh, the the reasons why cloned life forms have shorter lifespans, mm-hmm. or the reasons why they tend to have more genetic problems uh, might teach us more about those genetic problems so that we can address them in, in, you know, otherwise what otherwise would be healthy individuals. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things to learn medically. Uh, there's also more to learn about, again, using adult stem cells or even other uh, completely alternative means of going about creating uh, artificial organs that somehow have a more likely acceptance rate than 
just your average donor or just to really address that massive disparity between the demand and the supply of organs. Yeah. So uh, there's there's definitely some really important stuff that we can learn. And, uh, you know, it's it's while it is a very controversial subject, uh, I think it's one that's important to to study and not just run away from. Right. So um, I completely understand the ethical concerns. I don't necessarily agree with all of them. Um, but then my ethics are probably different from you know your ethics, Joe. So uh, I just have to. You come don't to know accept anything that. about my ethics. I don't. I don't. I'm just making an assumption that they're not exactly aligned with mine. <laughs> I think it's only okay to clone one human, and that human is Tim Curry. I can get behind that. Uh, there can never be too much Tim Curry. You know. Uh, I think I'm going to go and do a Tim Curry movie marathon. I'm going to start with. Um, the shadow, yeah, and then I'll probably I'll probably move over to Clue. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you gotta Rocky Horror goes in there, but it'll you can't put that first or second, right? right? That's this right. maybe a third, maybe, and uh, I don't know. Home Alone will be in there somewhere. <laughs> I think it's actually Home Alone Two. Home Alone, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, while while I'm planning out my Tim Curry, this movie has marathon, so much to do with cloning. Well, right. <laughs> we're cloning Curry. Um, while I'm planning that out, I want to recommend to all our listeners: make sure you go and check out our website. That's fwthinking.com. That's where you can find all the blog posts, podcasts. You can find the videos. You can find lots of information about the future right there. Uh, We've worked really hard on it. We're really proud of it. So go check it out. And remember, you can join in the conversation by finding us on our uh, various social feeds. We are on Facebook and Twitter with the handle FWThinking. So check us out. Say hi. We'll say hello back. And we will talk to you again really soon. For more on this topic and the future of technology, visit forwardthinking.com. Brought to you by Toyota. Let's go places. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot slash iHeart.